Want to get more leads from LinkedIn without sounding salesy? Today, our special guest shares his proven method for effective outreach using value offers instead of the traditional pitch. You'll learn what uh, Tom, our special guest here, will uh, tell you all about his value offer and how to create one and how leading with value can up-level and transform your lead generation game. This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech easy system for getting leads online. Are you struggling to get leads from your lead magnet? Are you tired of seeing low conversion rates and losing potential customers? It's time to revive your lead magnet and start attracting more leads. Download our free report, 10 Deadly Lead Magnet Mistakes That Are Costing You Leads, and learn how to create a high converting lead magnet that engages your audience and drives conversions. Don't let common mistakes hold you back any longer. Revive your lead magnet today and download your free report at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash deadly. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the Lead Machine, introduces you to Trailblazers, who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show. I'm Paul Guyon, your host, Lead Machine Coach, and the founder of the Lead Machine Mastermind Group and Coaching Program. I'm dedicated to helping you tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. And so whether you're just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. Well, meet Tom Ryan. He's an expert in referral marketing and the founder of the Referral Program Pros with over 15 years of experience in the industry working with major brands such as IBM, AT&T, and American Express. In our conversation today, Tom will share his innovative approach to effective outreach using the value offer instead of that sleazy sales pitch that we're all familiar with. He'll also provide some tips on creating that value offer and scaling your outreach without uh, on LinkedIn, especially uh, efficiently. So let's dive in and learn more how to drive leads through the power of value. Oh, by the way, Tom lives in Seattle with his amazing wife and his two children. So Tom, hey, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. I'm really excited to be here. This is going to be fun. You know, we um, we met each other on LinkedIn and um, his his offer was kind of, uh, I was surprised because what he did was he um, he did a review of my of my profile, my LinkedIn profile, and he gave me some some tips. And I was a little put off by it, by it at first. And I went, wait a minute, that's different than what most people want to do. They want to get they want to get time on my calendar. And so he sent me a link to this uh, to the video, and I and I went, wow, that is valuable input. And so I was pretty impressed with that, and that's why I, um, Tom and I had a, a chat a few a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we got to know each other, and 
And so I invite, invited him to be on the show, and I thought it would be valuable for you, the listener, to learn about how you can use LinkedIn, because we're all familiar with that. You get a, a request, and then it's, hey, we should, I, we got a lot in common. I see that you're doing this. We're, you know, let's get on a chat, and I'm going to tell you all about me and what I want to sell you. And that's a real put-off. And so I know that Ryan's got something special that he's uh, he's going to share with us. Uh, before we get that, though, you you stumbled onto this. You've been working working for 15 years with these major companies, and uh, outreach is your thing. Referrals is super important. Uh, how did you? What was the the ignition that ignited your passion to to uh, to go off on your own and 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 to do this for a living? Yeah, good question. So I. I started in my in my 20s. I won't give you the whole spiel, but I started in my 20s uh, with a travel company. I was living in Europe for about five years in, in Florence, Italy, and I loved entrepreneurship. I kind of got into it almost by accident, but I really loved it. Kind of didn't realize how much I loved it. And then mm. uh, I kind of got into the corporate world uh, for for a period of time and 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 really liked that as well. But then kind of, you know, uh, I, I was the COO at, a, at a, a company here in, in Seattle for a number of years and and then um, just kind of missed that entrepreneurial uh, drive and spirit. It just I just kind of wanted to do something else on my own. And so um, and and during that time, I saw a big gap in the market where people weren't, you know, everybody has a LinkedIn profile, but uh, very few people kind of use it to their yeah. advantage, it's kind of more like a resume that just sort of sits on the shelf a lot of the time. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, you know, and so I, I just uh, started seeing like, look, this could be a really effective sales tool and it's a great way to network. And it doesn't have to be as kind of boring and stuffy as uh, as everyone kind of uh, considers it. So that kind of gap in the market got me really inspired to go out and help other people uh, really use it effectively. Here so you were, you were already doing uh, doing this then uh, in the corporate world. Yeah, you it, discovered yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, my my old company kind of doing it for for the team there and just seeing how powerful it was. And the other nice thing is it helped people kind of develop their personal brands a little bit too which is a big benefit for them. You know, it's almost like a perk of being at the company um, as long as you're on board with that kind of thing uh, to kind of develop your personal brand and, and you can take that with you everywhere. You know, that's interesting. I'm glad that you brought that up because um, I work with a company um, too that um, they're, they seem to be worried about the, um, the employee and they think LinkedIn is for just there. It's out there so you can get, so you can go get a job somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's kind of a, um, a misnomer or a myth. Uh, but, but, you know, they're, they're, uh, the people that I work with there are, you know, very traditional and, uh, you know, old school, you know, you work hard and you, you work up the ladder and you're a loyal employee and, mm -hmm. you know, they don't, they're starting to get, get the idea of the gig economy, but, really your your people are the most your most valuable asset that and your your customer list you know are are the top top things that you've got to protect but at the end at the end of the day you've also i i know that the the younger the people are that are in your organization the more likely is that they're going to to move on at some point maybe maybe sooner rather than later but while they're there i think it's it's a on beholden to the employer to develop them and help them with their career because 
So they they learn skills with you that they can take on to their next job. And I think that's just giving back to the community. And that's really building loyalty. And that's a way to get people to, to want to come to your company, knowing that the younger generation is going to continue to cycle. They're going to cycle. I mean, my youngest or my middle son, he's um, 23, I think, 20, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's had eight jobs already. I haven't had eight jobs in my entire career. You know, and I'm, I'm 65 and, uh, you know, I've been around the block. I've been in it for, in, in marketing for 40 plus years. And, uh, I, I could probably count the jobs I've had on, on my, on, for sure on, on a five or six, maybe I haven't counted them, but, but yeah, that's the way it is. And so right. developing that, that personal profile, I think is important. And there, you have a brand and you, the individuals do have a brand and, and that's something you need to develop over time, especially yeah. if you're if you're going to be moving on or like me, I, I'm I'm working on my brand and moving to uh, moving into coaching and moving into retirement and doing doing other things with my music and with my coaching and and uh, with my wife's business. And so, yeah, it's super important. So yeah. sorry about that tangent, but I think it's important that uh, that we do use uh, that we do build a brand and that and your services certainly helped help me kind of. Uh, Say okay, I need to reevaluate, reevaluate this. What's the most important thing I can do to uh, to improve my profile? Yeah, I think companies can either kind of fight it and try to control it, or just realize that they could. Hey, this could actually be a perk or a benefit of working here. Is we're going to help you develop your personal brand and and fight to make it so that you really love working here. And I think that's probably the approach that works better for for most companies. Well, in one of my friends, uh, Bill Marsh Jr. He uh, he owns a uh, automotive group. He, has an, he and his family, uh, and it's a it, they've been been in business in the area that I live in for uh, you know fifty years. And I was in a mastermind group with him, and that's what they're doing. They're developing their talent, knowing that they're going to move on, and they mm-hmm. want they want to give them the skills that they need while they're there to to be able to be better than when the better when they leave than when they got there. And yep. so, and I think that's a fabulous way to, to think about that human capital. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we talked about the, the value offer in the intro and uh, I know what it is, but let's talk, let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the way I consider a, a value offer is kind of think of it almost like a, a slice of service. So, you know, a value offer is something that's not going to be your core service, what you're trying to sell someone or pitch someone. It's not about that. It's really about what's something that I can kind of package up and and give to somebody who is likely having the problem that I solve. Um, and, you know, kind of like what I did with you, Paul, is kind of like, you know, look, you know, you're love to share some some kind of quick tips about your LinkedIn profile in a quick video so you can kind of get some quick wins on making it more of a lead generating asset. You know, it's some sort of messaging like that. And that's just an example um, of something you can offer, but it's not, you know, I'm not trying to pitch anything, sell anything. I'm just saying, look, here's some free value, take it or leave it. Um, but it's, you know, if you if this is something you're interested in and in, in generating leads, this might be helpful. Uh, and that's it. And if you want to discuss further, we can, but it's really just putting it out there. And, and the idea is just giving value uh, in whatever form. It could be a, a blueprint. It could be a guide. It could be a checklist. It might be a 
generic video that you recorded before and sending a link to that. It could be maybe um, a uh, like a, a even a newsletter or or you know some other kind of uh, some other kind of lead magnet that you might that you might offer. So all kinds of things you can do could be a consultative call. So all kinds of things you can offer, but the idea is just making it. Uh, something that they're going to get value out of and allows you to, to it, it kind of does a few things for you really. It, number one, kind of qualifies your leads because now anybody who says yes to that value offer, well, they're probably you know, going to have, they have that problem and they're probably going to be interested in what you actually do sell. Um, and then it also allows you to demonstrate your expertise. So mm-hmm. you know, if it's a video or something or whatever you've put together that's a value you now have a chance to show them, look, I know what I'm doing uh, and I can I can d- demonstrate my expertise for them. And the last thing that's really powerful that most people don't consider is that, you know, usually when you're doing outreach, you the, the typical thing is to send a bunch of messages, people say no or don't respond, and then you kind of forget about those people. But when you do a value offer, you're putting something in front of people and a lot of people are going to say yes, because it's just free and it's compelling and they're going to say yes, send it over. And whether those people move forward with you, book a call, buy anything from you or not, they should be added into your marketing because they've given you permission to contact them and to send something. And, you know, they can be added in then to your email list with permission, of course, but uh, you're not throwing away all of the people you've reached out to. You're instead kind of bringing them into your, into your marketing ecosystem, your email list, whatever it might be. And you're able to follow up with them and they might now buy from you in a month or three months or six months down the road. So those are kind of the the benefits. In that, in that way, you can, you can also uh, provide additional value through your, through your, your week, your regular outreach, which or regular nurture, I would call it. Uh, And I think one of the things that really stuck out to me that sticks out to me, and I think this is a real key is that you did a personalized video for me you didn't just give me a lead magnet that's great for anybody who's looking to grow their business or get get visibility on or get leads from linkedin but you did it for me mm-hmm. you looked at you pulled up my profile you you drilled down it and i could see it was done in real time there's 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 my most recent posts up there there's my podcast episodes uh that i had on there and um uh, and you pointed out some things some that i could take action on right away without ever talking to you again Mm-hmm. And so that that personalized approach, I think, might be the secret sauce to this value offer that just amplifies it. I mean, I, I agree offering a lead magnet, as long as it solves a problem that I know that I have, but I wasn't thinking, I said, you know, when I dove back into lead, lead uh, LinkedIn, rather, when I launched my podcast, because I wanted some more distribution channels, I went, oh, my... my my profile is a lot better than it is today. <laughs> and I thought it was okay. And then you came along and went, Oh gosh, burst my bubble. But uh, you know, you helped me a lot. And so I'm I'm thinking about that. I'm okay, what what uh other assets do I want to put out there? And and I know I need to be offering more value to to the people who might be following me and who are finding me. And so that made me really think uh on a different level. So that was a really effective effective uh, way, way to uh, to reach me well it's a good point i appreciate that i, I yeah. i'm glad it was valuable and and that's probably why we're here today but <laughs> it is um, yeah. it's a good point because 
because you know typically people think well you have to kind of personalize each individual craft each individual message that goes out as your first message and that's really just not scalable and and you know yeah. if you want to get any kind of volume on so what i tell people and, and work with my clients on is how do we add that personalization once they reply and they're actually interested in what we're offering and what we're offering is not to sell them something again so there's a big distinction here we're not selling anything out of the gate we're simply offering value but we know that if someone raises their hand and says yes i want that value well they probably have that problem and now we might be able to help solve that problem with something we we do sell to them to kind of take it to the next step but sort of think of it like a you know like again like a sliver of service where you're just simply and, and you're right the more personalization you add to it the better but what what's something you can really deliver to them that gives them value and is a personal approach and, and it's just a matter of figuring out what that right thing is for you yeah and i'm glad you mentioned the uh the sliver or, or the splinter uh that's what ryan dice calls it and so when you look at your offer your core offer there are what i would call pre prerequisites and so when i teach my lead machine uh private clients uh, about how to put together, how to come up with a lead machine or a lead magnet that they can put into, they can plug into their lead machine. Uh, that's that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at your core offer. Let's examine your offer. And there's there's probably a prerequisite that anybody who comes into your into your world has to uh, has to do in order to come to come in. And so that might be an assessment. They need to assess where they are so that if they can grow from here to there, if they need to build their email list, well, how big is your list now? What are you doing? What's What works? What's not working? What assets do you have? So those are the kinds of things that those assessments and those first steps are make really good lead magnets. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to be generating leads on LinkedIn, if that's what your aim is, which is there's leads for career and there's leads for business. And a lot of people want to get business on lead LinkedIn, mm -hmm. and which, which I think is one thing that people don't, don't think about, but uh, so you've got to have a good profile that highlights what you do. So when people look at your profile, they can tell what you do and what's in it for me. Because mm -hmm. if you're just, if it's all about you, then I'm probably just going to go to the next one. Yep, exactly right. It's got to be very client facing. And there's, you know, there's a the, from kind of from top to bottom, you know, your banner, your headline, uh, your uh, your call to action link that you can have in your profile, which a lot of people don't have your featured section, your about section, all of it should be very client facing. So it's all about them and less about you, which is sort of opposite and counterintuitive to what we all sort of thought about LinkedIn uh, as it being more of kind of a resume jobs, resume, yeah. but it's really transitioned from that. Not that that doesn't exist anymore, but it's really transitioned into more of a, a, a networking site. I, it's not like the other sites because it's very much more about networking versus, you know, look at my trip to Cabo or something. It's, it's about, it's about connecting with people. Yeah. I'd like to go to Cabo. There's that song by Van Halen, Cabo Wabo. That's a yeah. good song. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that we're talking about profiles, what are some, what are some tips that we can, that we could take away that uh, might be useful, uh, to, to kick it up? Yeah. You look, yeah at, that you look at first. Great question. I'll kind of give you just a, a few of the sort of the common problems I see that most people have with their profile. Um, starting with, uh, you know, most people's profile pictures are actually fine. And I don't, you know, it's not a, uh, as long as it's kind of of your face. So that's, that's a quick one to get out of the way. Just have a good one of your face smiling as, as up close is fine. 
Um, if you want to add a little branding, I put a little blue background on mine. That's fine too. Um, but really uh, on the, on the banner, the, the big thing is you want to make it kind of like a landing page where somebody is going to know exactly kind of who your offer is for and what your offer is in the first three seconds, right? You don't want to, that is not the time or place to be cute or clever. It's really the time to be clear. So you want that to be on your banner, who, who your offer is for, what your offer is, uh, and just be very clear about that. Add a little bit of branding. That's great. And then make the sizing correct, right? You can just Google what the correct sizing is for a LinkedIn personal banner, and that'll help you create it in Canva, whatever you want to do. Okay. The other thing is 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 your your headline, that little text that lives below your profile photo. Make that very client facing. So don't put your title, your you know that you're a founder, or CEO, whatever your title might be. There's all kinds of those people on LinkedIn, right? So in order to stand out, you know you want to put it in the kind of format I like to use with my clients is kind of the who, what, and how. So who your offer is for. So really spell like you're helping, who you're helping, be very specific about it is. And the more kind of specific you can be, the better. Um, what your service is. So what you're, you know, what you're offering, being very clear about that and how you get the results. And you don't have to get way into that, but you want to talk about a little bit about, you know, what's your methodology? Do you have a process? What's sort of your unique way of working with people? Um, and you don't get a ton of room in that, in that real estate there at the headline. But if you can nail those things, you're, you're, you know, you're 99, better than 99% of the folks out there. Um, yeah. And then on the featured sections, the last thing I'll talk about is, you know, a lot of people don't have creator mode turned on. And so you need to turn on creator mode. Um, you can add a featured section and you can add a call to action link. So the featured section lives right below uh, right below your headline and all of that. And it's a great place to kind of tell people what to do next. So both that and your call to action link um, can be turned on so that you can take your visitors and turn them into leads, right? And tell them very specifically with some good branding um, what they should do next. Should they book a call with you? Should they grab, join your newsletter? Should they grab a lead magnet? Um, and just be driving people, like thinking about it very intentionally. What do you, what's the next step you want your prospects to do after they come to your profile? So those are the kind of big glaring mistakes I see on, on most profiles. Right. And you pointed all those things out to me and, and, and more, I think. Uh, so that's great. Um, let's talk more about, let's, let's discuss and unpack the, um, the outreach part. Mm -hmm. You showed me a little bit the other day when we were on the call, which I was intrigued. And I actually, I joined a couple of groups and uh, we're just kind of looking at that. So let's unpack the outreach part because I, I, we talked about the personalization and, but we want to scale too. We, we, we know that we have to, if we're going to do outreach and we're not going to be sleazy about it, mm -hmm. but let's face it, we've got, we've got a job to do and we've got other things to do. So how do we, yep. how do we go yep. about that? No, great. Yeah, great question. And and so, you know, most folks kind of consider that they're pretty you're, that they're pretty limited on LinkedIn, which actually isn't really the case. Um, you, there are some limits, but a lot of people will focus more on connecting with people and kind of doing their messaging through connections. And that's fine. And you can do that, but you only get about 100 connection requests per week, depending on kind of what you're what LinkedIn calls a social selling index score, which you can look at in Sales Navigator. It's very clear um, what your social selling index score is. If you haven't checked it, go and check yours and see what it is. They score you on four different categories. We won't get into all that, but um, that's going to determine kind of 
how flexible LinkedIn will allow you to be with some of the limitations they have. But the one that's pretty standard is you can connect with about a hundred people a week and, you know, maybe only half of those will connect with you. And so now that's 50 messages, right? Well, that's not very many. Um, and so what you want to be doing is there's other ways to message folks on the platform. One of those ways is through open in-mail. And that's if you have, you do need sales navigator, but if you're doing any kind of prospecting at all, Sales Navigator is a very worthwhile investment at $79.99 a month. Um, so sending emails to open email profiles. Most people that have an open, and most people that have a, a paid version of LinkedIn, the default is to set their profile to open email, which means you can send them an email for free without using any of your credits. Um, so that's the first way. And you can send 800 of those a month. So that gets you about to about uh, you know 40 a day. Uh, during, you know, week weekdays, right? 40 times 20 is 800 doing, not that I like to do public math, but there it is. Um, <laughs> and then you the other way, is eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can send, uh, you can send messages for folks that offer services. So if you look at their profile uh, and they're offering a service, you can click on that. It's kind of like a, now it's kind of a blue shaded bar that lists the services they offer. If you click into that, you'll be taken to their service page, which you can send them a message that way. That's another channel you can use to message people. And, you know, you can send a number of those depending on kind of how much you're sending messages uh, where your profile's at. But then the, the, the other way is to, is to send messages through groups. So if you're in this, if you join a group on LinkedIn, you can now message anybody else in that group. And, you know, a lot of folks don't know that or know any of these methods, but if you add all those up in the different channels, you know, you can send well over a hundred messages a day, which doesn't sound like a lot of fun. And that's why I have my service that helps folks, but um, it's, you know, you can do it on your own. And, and, you know, if you put in the time and you're able to, to get those messages out and you have a good value offer, you're going to get results. You're going to generate leads. It's the fastest way that you're going to be able to have conversations with the right people. Yeah. And, and one of the things that's interesting about, about the group approach is that, well, first of all, you've got to find people that are likely to be your ideal customer mm -hmm. and, and people who are in groups that are interested in topics that are around your core offer, such as lead generation or, or uh, marketing or business growth or entrepreneurship or, um, you know, leadership or, you know, whatever it might be, or um, strokes, dealing with strokes and, and occupational uh, hazards or whatever it might be, whatever your topic might be. People, there are likely to be people in groups that, that are around that topic, that are passionate about that topic, that you can then go and, and do that research and, and join those groups, mm -hmm. right? Yep, exactly. That's, that's, that's more like finding a, finding fish in a bucket than um, the onesie twosie things you might do. Now, what I do is I, a lot of times I, I look for podcast guests and uh, potential clients and strategic partners. And I usually, when I have a guest, I look at who they're, the, who's uh, the influence and whose connections they are. And, you know, I go, oh, but gosh, they're, they're also interested in this kind of thing. And, and mm -hmm. I provide, I provide that kind of service or they'd be a great uh, strategic partner with mine because they, they uh, serve the same audience and their, their audience is looking to grow their business. And so they're, they're a perfect strategic uh, partner. And so that's how I go about it. But the group kind of amplifies that because there's a lot more people in that group that, uh, that, so that you could reach. So mm -hmm. 
what's your method of contacting them? So how do you, how do you approach that without se- seeming like you're a pest? Yeah, I think, and, and it, it really all, all goes back to developing the right value offer for the right people, you know, and kind of talking about how, you know, you, that the clients that you've worked with, you know, might share a common problem. And if they're having that problem, here's something that you've maybe developed for your current clients that's working really well. I'm kind of speaking in this in generic terms, but this is the idea of kind of the framework of it is you have something that you would like to share based on the success you've had with other clients. Can do you, do you, and you always want to ask permission, Hey, can I send it your way? Would you mind if I sent it your way to have a look? Uh, if not, you know, if not have a great day, thanks. Um, but you're just offering that value and you're just, that's how you're starting these conversations because, you know, when you do it sort of the extreme opposite on, uh, uh, there's one end of the spectrum, which is like making small talk and Hey, how's the weather out there in Wisconsin? You know, that's not really going to get the job done. It's going to take you a long time. And people don't really want to waste time talking about small stuff like that. So, but you also don't want to jump right into bed and say, Hey, you know, this is what I do. Let's get on a call or here's my link to my website or something like, it's just like, no. Right. So give me something I can potentially use. And that's, that's how you start these conversations. And, and you can do it at scale, as long as you're just doing it is you're is you're hitting that kind of relevance factor with your audience and your message okay all right no right and and you it, you just try to open a loop and you aren't asking for anything other than providing that value mm-hmm. and, exactly. and then then you can move on but you, you know you obviously you have to um have a message that that will resonate with the person that you're that you're going but you know if you're going to scale it you're going to have a few messages that you copy and paste, right? When you're, yep. when you're actually doing this, you're going to sit down for an hour and I'm, I'm prospecting today and I'm going to go and look at these groups and I'm going to visit these and see if there's anybody new and so on. And, and so how do you keep track of who, who, uh, who didn't take your offer? Yeah. So who didn't take your offer? I, I mean, I typically don't keep track of, of who didn't, uh-huh. it's, but I will say that if you're sending in mails, you, the person has to accept that initial message for you to even message again. So the system has nice, like LinkedIn has good kind of guardrails so that you're not going to keep getting messages from someone, unless you're a first degree connection, then you can message freely back and forth. But if you're using an in-mail, they have to accept that first message before you can send them another one. So there isn't really uh, a a keeping track, I would say uh, in, in that regard. Yeah. Okay. So of those three, I think you mentioned three, well, there's three or four different ways that you can channel. Uh, the one you showed me, which was groups. And I went, I like that one. Mm-hmm. And with, with the group, um, as soon as I st- started getting groups, I started getting those spammy messages for mm-hmm. people who want to get on a call, <laughs> you know, what? Mm-hmm. and, and the cool thing about it is that you can, you, you can decline and they don't know that you declined it, mm-hmm. but you can just gracefully de- decline and just move on and, yep. and you can, and then you can also accept and that's, that opens that loop. Right. Yep. And so of the methods that you mentioned is, is the, is the group the most effective or is it all of them? I mean, they're all pretty effective. I kind of, I like the uh, you know, the in-mail I like quite a bit because it goes to typically uh, folks who are uh, have proven to be more active on the platform. So, 
you know, if you're paying for a subscription for LinkedIn, you're probably somewhat active, right? You might not be on there every day or even every week, but you know, you're going to get the, the in-mail sent to your email address as well. Whatever email address you have on file with LinkedIn, that's a kind of added benefit because it goes to the, right into their inbox. Um, but you know, you're also just typically going to be reaching out to more active folks if you're sending in-mails. Gotcha. And so those, those are more, those people who are more, more committed to the platform and they're either more committed to finding a new job or they're more committed to doing business. Mm -hmm. So, yep. so that, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that when you're, when you're doing that, you can also look at what groups they're in that will help you, help you, um, um, get an idea for, for what they're interested in. And if there's any synergy between, you know, whether or not that's a, so there's a, you want to qualify and kind of mine the platform. So yep. what are some tips on, on doing that? Yeah. So uh, the other thing that I'll uh, kind of in line with that is, is who you should be connecting with. This is kind of something that I see most folks get wrong where they just kind of go and try to connect with anybody that might be, uh, you know, in their, an ICP, their ideal client profile. Um, and what works a lot better, especially if you're posting or putting out any kind of content, and even if you're not, is to look for those folks who are already commenting on other people's posts. So that's kind of how you mine for the, you want to, you want to be connecting with active users of the platform as much as possible, who also align with, you know, are in your target audience and, and all those things, but look for the people that, you know, that are commenting on posts already, because those people are going to be far more likely to comment on your posts. Right. And those are the people uh -huh. who are active. And so, you know, you want to be building your, your audience and connection list with as many of those people as possible, because that's, what's going to give you more reach uh, on the platform. Cause you know, you're just going to, you're going to, your audience is going to be full of, of engaged participants. Right. Right. Gotcha. Good point. And so um, what are some quick ways that, uh, that we can get some quick wins, I guess would be uh, for someone just starting out or someone who's, who's obviously, I think you would want to look at your profile, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be number one. It's just, you know, I just kind of say like, you know, make sure your house is ready for your guests to arrive. Right. So mm. you want to make sure that's in order. So people start visiting and it's very clear uh, and compelling about kind of who your offer is for and what your offer is and, and really go for clarity over cleverness. Um, you want people to know right away in a few seconds, just as if they were to go to a landing page, uh, exactly kind of who you are, what, what you're all about. Right. And so that's number one. And kind of those things I said earlier, uh, as we were talking about what to update in your profile. So another look at your profile, clear and compelling who your offer is for what your offer is. And then the, the next thing is I would think about what is a good value offer that you could develop to, to give to your prospects. And again, getting away from kind of the typical sort of boring, you know, opt into this, or here's a cookie cutter thing for this. Like, how do you make it personalized, but also kind of quick to deliver? You don't want to spend an hour on each, on each value offer for each prospect, but um, something that you can perhaps personalize is going to be really powerful and how do you kind of deliver a quick slice of service for your prospects to make sure that you can demonstrate your expertise, qualify your leads, give yourself a reason to follow up and, and potentially add those folks into your marketing list. So that would be kind of tip number two. And then the last thing is, 
is really developing what is or what's a good uh, messaging for each. Maybe you have different audiences, but coming up with something short um, and compelling that's really all about them. That's not about you. That's kind of that's the vehicle that's going to deliver your value offer. Right. So that messaging is really important. Don't make yeah. it long. Get to the point. Um, try to solve, genuinely solve a problem for them and go about it like as a way of not selling anything, but truly trying to help someone. And that, that makes it more fun for you. It makes it more, more fun for them. And, you know, it, it just is, uh, it's a, a, a good mixture all around. Right. And do you have any tips for uh, writing compelling messages? Yeah. I mean, there's some, some kind of uh, templates and formats I use, but it's, it's kind of, it's going to be different, but I like to for each kind of offer, but I like to kind of start by addressing either a problem or an interest that the prospect might have, you know, Hey, is this something that uh, you're struggling with or that you might be interested in? If it is, you know, here's a way I've worked, I've helped some of my other clients um, by kind of starting with, and then you kind of talk about what the value offer might be um, wondering if this might make sense. Mind if I share this with you uh, if not, that's okay. And kind of take the pressure off at the end. Right. Um, so that's kind of the framework that mm-hmm. makes sense and, and is a, it works well and, and keep it short, right? But keep it all about them and addressing and trying to help their potential problem, not about what you sell or what you do or what your title is, any of that. Yeah. And w- when you, when I'm listening to you describe this process, it comes back to what I teach my lead machine uh, clients in my mastermind group. And I'm, I find myself coaching them through this a lot. And we come back and you probably have the same, the same uh, experience where a lot of people don't know who their clients really are. They don't mm-hmm. really understand their, uh, who their, who their audience is, or they don't really know how to articulate that. Uh, and therefore, if they don't know, really, they start with their product and what problem it solves, but they, there's a, a lot of problems that surround your product or your service that you mm-hmm. might not be aware of. And so it it really, I recommend that you spend a lot of time on that, um, mm-hmm. defining that. And what and lately with with the advent of AI, it's so much easier to do that, especially if you ha- if you have some clients and you've 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 got some offers and you uh, you've got some success, you can tell the chat, the AI, uh, you can describe what who your audience is, who you think your audience is. And you can describe what your products are and uh, your services, and you can have it do some research for you. you. Can tell it to act as a an expert market research, and this is and tell it what you want to to get out of it to help you come up with ideas for topics for problems that they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. It, and it will it it has the vast knowledge of the internet. Excuse me, that uh, can help you figure that out. And so yeah. that's, that's kind of a shortcut to getting to that problem. And obviously that has to be related to your service in a problem that you can solve. But uh, a lot of times we're so close to the problem. We, we don't step back and, and really do that work. And it's hard to do. It's hard, hard to, uh, to, uh, to think about it because most people, most entrepreneurs, their coaches or their small business owners, they can do a lot of things for, mm-hmm. to help to help their customers, especially if they're a life coach or, or, or a, uh, you know, some kind of business growth coach or, or whatever they might be a a fitness coach. There's so many things that you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but I just want to, I just want to get 
fit so that I can go to Cancun or Cabo. <laughs> so I can go to Cabo in, in, in 10 weeks, you know, and that's the problem I want to solve today. You know? Yeah. And, and so that's, that's a specific problem. And so as a fitness trainer, I, yeah, I, I've got, here's the plan for that. Here's a checklist. Here's some yeah. food that you should be eating. Uh, so those are some great ideas, uh, leveraging that technology uh, for doing that. So um, I think we just did this. Uh, we're getting, to, eh, we're getting almost close. What else? What else? What else? Um, yeah. Yeah. Good question. I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think going like, like we talked about kind of a little bit earlier, I think where you can really start to see a compounding effect on uh, just relating to LinkedIn is, is being, and, and people say this all the time, but being consistent, but being consistent in a really intentional way and kind of knowing, being able to pick out who's going to be a really good fit to work with you. And you'll start to see this as you kind of look at more and more profiles, but you'll start to see that and just getting used to the platform um, and in a really consistent way that only just compounds over time. And it's something that's going to kind of keep delivering and it's an asset. I mean, I see link your LinkedIn profile is more of an asset than anything else uh, that you kind of keep growing and don't worry about if you're not hitting, you know, not hitting crazy growth or virality. That's not what it's about. It's about kind of putting in the small, you know, the reps every, every day, if you're able to, um, in a, in just meaningful ways. And that only compounds over time. And it's an asset that you'll be very, very glad you did that years from now. So that's kind of yeah. something I'd leave folks with. Yeah. And also um, I was thinking about, you mentioned this earlier. What about content? Hmm. What about creating content and doing that consistently? And how does that affect your, your, um, your believability? Yeah. I mean, it's authenticity. It's it adds so much credibility and 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 authority to to what you're doing, um, you know. If and, and people think about content as something like, oh, it's a, such a headache, and I don't know what to post, I don't know what to do. And I say, you know, come up with things that happen in your everyday life, problems that you're solving for your clients, problems that you know that you see out there in the world, and just simply talk about those. And don't think about it as a task, but think about it as more of a growth mechanism mechanism for you to get better at writing, to get better at explaining your offer, to get better at solving problems for your clients, for your prospects. And the more you can kind of think about it in terms of, of a growth avenue, in terms instead of a chore, the more you're likely you are to do it and get better at it and make it more effective. So that's what I'd say on, on content. And, and don't overcomplicate it. Just do what you can and, and consider it like you're getting better at writing and explaining those things. Yeah, and I think also there's a video is super, super important these days. And mm -hmm. doing short videos or, you know, doing what we're doing here, we're having a discussion. We're talking about how to get leads on LinkedIn without being salesy. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, using a value offer, uh, this content right here that we're creating can be can be used on your LinkedIn profile or on your LinkedIn on your in your newsletter or or whatever or on YouTube or etc. Uh, mm -hmm. So so podcast guesting is a fabulous way to create content or having your own podcast or you know uh, doing videos on on YouTube. Once you, once you do the video, you can you can repurpose them. You can distribute them on Facebook and LinkedIn mm -hmm. and Twitter and 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 wherever else you want you might want to. So that if that's part of your that should, I think that needs to be part of your. If you're going to be a creator, you need to create content. 
And uh, you need to, if, if you want to prove that, yep, when uh, when Tom reaches out, oh yeah, I, I I know Tom. He he's the guy that does the referral thing. Yeah, and he's oh yeah, that's right. He's he's in that space that I'm interested in because I don't know anything about LinkedIn, and uh, and so. And I read his thing about using AI to come up with better messaging for my leak for my LinkedIn out, outreach, for instance, right. you know, and, uh, and so then you have that credibility. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great uh, having you on Tom. Uh, what are three things as you wrap up with your final words, what are three things our users can do or our listeners can do today? And I think we just covered some of them, but what are, are three things that our listeners can do to put these ideas into action today and start getting leads online. Yeah. On their LinkedIn. Yep, exactly. I would say get get your profile in order, get your value offer down and and start messaging on your own and really just test out and don't be afraid to to fail a little bit in the beginning. Um, but these are things you can do right now to to start generating leads uh, and and you just tweak them over time and and see what works. And once you find something that's really resonating, you'll have a lot of fun by just getting this out there, actually helping people and talking to them about, about, you know, what you can do next for them. Yeah. And, you know, just, just starting getting started. I, I just had a guest on, on Bob Sparkins from lead pages, and he wrote a book called uh, take action, revise later. And so, and, yep. and I, I think that messaging and doing anything like this, it's going to take a little time for you to get to get acclimated and to get comfortable with it. And you're going to make some mistakes and your, your value offer might not be great out of the get go, but you can, you can iterate, you can rinse and repeat, rinse mm -hmm. and repeat and, and, uh, and do that until you get something that works. And then you can scale that up and, uh, and just keep doing it being consistent. And I, I think adding the content is, is uh, also important. Yep. Exactly. Uh, right. But Tom, it's been great having you. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much. Tom has a uh, a special gift for our listeners today. It's um, his uh, social selling master newsletter. And it's you can get that at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash social dash selling. That's www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash social dash selling. And uh, also check out out on the uh, on the the page the the show notes page you'll have you'll be able to uh, reach Tom and get linked uh, get linked up with him on LinkedIn and and check him out and check out what he's he's up to. And uh, as we sign off, remember faith and action go hand in hand. So put the pedal to the metal. Until the next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show, I'm Paul Guyon and Tom Ryan. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for tuning into the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show.